Likutei Halachas. Today we begin a new halacha, Hilchas Klei Hayayin in Yoredea Chelek Aleph, from the beginning. Today's learning is dedicated by the Spillman family, Mr. and Mrs. Chaim Spillman, in honor of the first year anniversary of their Aliyah Teretz Yisroel. This is an incredible, incredible simcha that the family was able to pick up from Silver Spring, Maryland, and to come to Eretz Yisroel, to settle here. They already had a child here, Kanai Nahara Baruch Hashem. We wish them every kind of Hatzlach in the world, Baruch Niyas in the best of health. And, and, and we dedicate the learning also, Lihilu Nishmas Tuvia Bar Yisroel Yitzchak, Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, Rosa Bas Itamar, and also for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it. The Soich Shar Choyle Yisrael. This halacha is based on a long chapter in the second half of the Kudimram, Torah Dalit, which covers many topics in detail at length. Rav Nosenzal, as usual, gives us an introduction, a short summary of the points in the Ram that he's going to touch on, and then he's going to go into his explanation. Alpi Hamaymar Uveyoyim Habikurim. This is based on a shear that Rabbeinazal gave on Shavuos, which is one of the main times that Rabbeinazal had his students come to him. And it's based on that Pasuk, the Korbanos that were brought in the Beis Hamikdash on Shavuos, especially the Bikurim. And he quotes the Pasuk, Vesho that Hashem told Elianovi when Elianovi had to run for his life from Achov, who wanted to kill him, and Hashem said to Elianovi, don't worry, I'm going to provide food for you. The ravens are going to supply food for you. These ravens would go into the kitchens of the king Yehoshaphat, who was a tzaddik, and bring food from there for Elianovi. Rav Nusazal says, in order to have a clear understanding of this halacha, study that entire chapter on the Kutimran from beginning ten. Vahaklal. And now to summarize some of the important points. Sheikar Hayira Nase Alidei Horotzain. One of the most important ways that we get Yira, respect for Hashem, is through Rotsoin. What do we mean by Saposik <coughs> and Ashray? Ritsoin Yere of Yase. Rotsoin generates Yira. How? Alidei Sheyoidim Shahakoil Misnahig Birtsoin Yisborach Levad. The more that a person realizes that everything going on in the world is being controlled only by Hashem. There's no such thing as nature. There's no such thing that a, a tree in the, in, during the, the summer, it grows, and during the winter, the leaves fall off. That's, that's nature. It's not nature. That's Hashem. Hashem is the one who every second is controlling and operating the whole world and every detail in it. Every single detail in the world is being controlled by Hashem. If a leaf falls off a tree, it's only because Hashem wanted that leaf to fall off the tree at that particular moment in that particular way. So that's this concept of Rotzain, realizing that everything taking place is only taking place because it's the Rotzain of Hashem, it's the will of Hashem. And the more a person realizes that, the more respect, the more Yira Shemaim a person has, the more respect a person has for Hashem. And the time when we can really feel this the most is on the three holidays, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. As the Pesach says, Mikra Kodesh, that these Yom Tovim, they announce the holiness of Hashem. Why? 
because each one of these holidays we're celebrating them because of a miracle or miracles that took place on those holidays. The holiday of Pesach, we're celebrating the miracles of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the Nisim, all the Nisim that Klal Yisrael saw then. Kriyas Yamsuf, Shavuos, the miracles that took place at Har Sinai. The Pesach says, V'chol ha'om royim es ha'koylos. People were able to see sound. And v'chol ha'om royim, everyone was able to see. Whoever was blind got cured miraculously by Har Sinai. If anybody couldn't walk, they were cured. Everybody got an instant refuah shalema there. So those were the miracles of Shuas. Sukkot, we celebrate the miracles of the clouds that the sukkah represents. The shivot anonim, the seven clouds that accompanied the Eden through the Midbar. And it laundered and tailored their clothing, and it flattened mountains for them. These holy holidays announce and reveal the Rotson of Hashem. Because when things are going on in a regular way, we don't, we don't realize the presence of Hashem so much. When there's a ness, a miracle, then everybody sees one minute. This is not natural. This is unnatural, which means that there's a Hashem. So these Yomim Toivim are what really are broadcasting this message of Ratzon, that everything that's taking place in the world is only through the Ratzon of Hashem. Ach, however, Yesh Chayos Rois. Rabbein Zal says there in the Kutumran, there are these wild animals, Shehein Chachmei Hateva, who are the scientists and philosophers who don't believe in Hashem. They deny Hashem, <clears throat> and they try to say that, no, 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 everything is natural. The Red Sea split because once every six billion years, the moon and the sun line up in a certain way, and that's exactly, that causes a splitting of the sea, and it happened just when the Yidden were going through, and not, you know, all kinds of explanations that they try to come up because they deny miracles. They don't believe in miracles, so everything, they have to try to show that everything is nature. And Rabbein Azal refers to them over there as Chayos Rois, based on Psukim that Rabbein Azal quotes. Shehem Mizgabrim keneged Hizgalus HaRotzayim. They try to fight this revelation of Rotzayim. They try to convince people that there is no Hashem, that there is no such thing as Rotzayim Hashem. V'chulu, etc. Now, Rav Nosan Zal is quoting small lines from that chapter on the Kutimran. V'hachnosan and the way that we defeat these Chachmei HaTeva is Alidei Chachmei HaDoer HaAmitiim through the real, true Chachamim, the Tzadikim, Sheheim Mekashrim Kol HaRetzoinois L'Shoyresh HaRetzoin. These Tzadikim are the ones who are able to show that all the different Retzoinois in the world are all connected to the Shoyresh HaRetzoin, which is Hashem, the source of all Retzoin. Shehu Bechinas Meitzach HaRetzoin. This is a term that's used in the Zohar Kodesh, referring to the me- Meitzach means the forehead. Meitzach Rotzin refers to a very, very high level of Kedusha, of the Rotzin of Hashem. And again, these are terms that are used in Sifrei Kabbalah, and Rabbein Azal over there in the makes reference to these terms. Bechinas Rotzin Sheberetzainais. The Zohar Kodesh refers to this also as the Rotzin of all Retzainais. Hashem is the Ratzayin of all Ratzayinus. People say, I want this. All kind, there's all kinds of Ratzayinus in this world. All these Ratzayinus are connected to the Ratzayin of Hashem. Shehu bechinas histalkus moishe b'shabes b'mincha. And this is also related 
to what the Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on Shabbos at Mincha time, which is called Rotzon Shepherd Sinais. That's the time when there's the highest level of goodwill from Hashem towards Klal Yisrael. Remember the word Rotzon means will. <coughs> Rotzon Shebrit means the time when Hashem has the highest possible level of goodwill towards us. V'chulu, etc. The V'chulu tells you that there's a lot more elaboration on this over there in the Kutimran. Ach, however, Kenegedze, opposing this Rotzon Shebrit this Metzach HaRotzayin, Yesh Bechinas Metzach HaNochosh. There is a power of Tumah, of the Sitrachra, of the Satan, it's called Metzach HaNochosh, Shehu Shoyresh Chochmas HaTeva. That's the source from which all of these scientists and philosophers who don't believe in Hashem, that's where they're connected. V'chulu, etc. Ach Iker Yenikas Metzach HaNochosh, Hu Miziknei HaDoyer She'ein Bohem Shleimus. And Rabbein Zal explains over there in Likutimran that this Meitzach HaNochosh, this very strong power, the Sitrachra, draws its chius from the people, the older people of the generation who, who are not shalim. They, they don't have shleimus. What does that mean? Rabbein Zal explains, Ki kol ma mazgin, because the older a person gets, kol ma Every time Hashem gives a person a new day in their life, that person is supposed to be adding new Kedusha, new Das every day. How do you add new Kedusha? person goes to the mikvah, person washes their hands, a person purifies their eyes and everything, that's adding Kedusha. And new Das is by learning new things every day, learning more about Hashem every day. Every additional day that Hashem gives a person, a person is supposed to add Kedusha and Das. Bechinas, as the Pesach says, Vayikro Hashem lo'or yoim. That Hashem referred to light as day. Meaning, Shekol yoim v'yoim shebo achakach, Tzorech sheyor b'yoyser. What this Pesach is also telling us is that every new day, there's got to be new light. Vayidei ziknei hador she'ein bohem shleimus. And by these elderly people who are not airing any new das or any new kiddush every day, they've retired. They're doing nothing, chas v'shom, or next to nothing. They're certainly not learning new things every day. And not, through that, she'en bohem shleimus, minefilas yemehem, as a result of their days which they're not filling with kiddush and das. Those days are referred to as fallen days, that's the source from which this power, this Metzach HaNochosh, draws its koyach from. And Rabbi Nezal shows over there in that through the Mitzvah Tzdoka, we weaken and defeat this Metzach HaNochosh. Because we said that these elderly people, their days are damaged because they're not filling them up with Kiddush and Das. Their days are fallen days. Through Tzedakah, we correct and repair those fallen days of these Zekenim who don't have Shleimus. Bebechinas, as the Pesach says about the mitzvah Tzedakah, Shlach lach mecho al pnei amoyim, ki beroiv hayomim timtsuena. 
spread your bread over the waters, which means give stucca, give charity, help other people. Don't keep everything for yourself. Take your bread and share it with other people. Because after many, many days, you're going to find it. Meaning, the Gemara says that a person has money, they give tzedakah, they don't know that their children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren, someone along the way, is going to need help, is going to need financial help. And because the father or the grandfather or the great-grandfather gave tzedakah, now, after many days or years, it comes back to them. It comes back to help the generations later. But note, it uses the words, ki hayomim. Rabbi Nezal shows the Amikutimran that these elderly people, what happens is they're always angry, and there's a pasuk, Ktsar Yomim Svaroiges, short days full of anger. That's elderly people who are not airing Kiddush and Das in every day. By them it's called Ktsar Yomim, short days. And by the Mitzvah of Tzedakah it says, Ki Beroiv Hayomim, Vazai Machni and Meitzach And through this we defeat this Meitzach Hanochosh, this Shoyresh Chochma Sateva, the source these scientists are drawing from, Vazai Nechnoen Chachmei Ateva, and then all of these scientists are defeated. Vazai Nizgale Venishma Koil Hakriya Shalyantod. And then they were the ones who were blocking this announcement, this publicizing of the Rotzain of Hashem. So now that they experience a fall, the Koil Hakriya of Yontif, which proclaims and reveals that everything is Rotzain Hashem, that becomes revealed. And we said when there is this revelation of Rotzain, that generates Yira. Bebechinas Ritzain Yirei of Yase. Validei Hayira Nase Chakiko Vitzinor Lekabel Esachesed. Rabbi Nezal explains in the beginning of that chapter in the Kutimaran that if Hashem's Chesed were really flowing the way it should be, the way it could be, we would not have to go to work, we would not have to do any actions in order to receive Parnassah. Because the chesed of Hashem, when it's on full blast, is strong enough to provide us with everything we need without any effort on our part, without us doing anything. The only reason why we have to go to work, we have to do pa'ulahs, actions, in order to have parnasa is because the chesed of Hashem is not flowing completely. One of the reasons why it's not flowing completely is because we have not prepared kalim, vessels, into which to receive that chesed. When there's no kalim, if you don't have a cup and I start pouring a drink, you're not going to benefit from it. So therefore, the fact that there isn't the keli to receive the chesed, that forces Hashem many times to withhold the chesed. What's the keli? Keli is always a concept of a tzimtzum. The keli is yira. Yira is, yira is begematria gvura. Gvura is a concept of a tzimtzum. So Rabbein Azal shows there that through Yira we carve out and we prepare that pipe into which to be able to receive the chesed. Bebechinas, as the Pasuk says, umechoikek mibain raglov. A carving out mibain raglov, which Rabbein Azal shows there refers to this Yira. 
And when Hashem's chesed is really flowing, then there's no need for us to do any type of action or any type of business in order to generate parnasah. Because the world can exist purely on the chesed of Hashem when the chesed of Hashem is flowing fully. As the Torah tells us, when Mashiach comes, strangers are going to come and they're going to take care of your sheep. You're not going to have to take care of your sheep. The Goyim, they're going to become our servants. They're going to take care of our sheep. And other strangers are going to take care of your vineyards and everything. The Atem and you, the Jewish people, Koihane Hashem Tikro. You're all going to be like Koihanim. What did the Koihanim do? The Koihanim didn't work. They served Hashem in the Beis Hamikdash. They were able to be reserved completely for Hashem. So that's how it's going to be in the future when there's going to be this incredible revelation of the Ratzain and, and the Chesed will be flowing fully. Ayin Shom Kol Rab Zal says, study this over there in Likutimran very well. He's implying here that this is a long, elaborate Torah. Rabbi Nezal explains all of these points very elaborately, so in order to really understand it, you need to know, you need to really be familiar with that chapter on Likutimran. Question in the chat, if the world will operate on Hashem's chesed, why will strangers need to work? The answer is that this chesed will be directed to us, to Klal Yisrael, to those that are worthy of this chesed. And the chesed will display itself in Hashem providing others to do the work for us. We will be able to devote ourselves completely to spirituality, to closeness to Hashem. And whatever work needs to be done will be done by others. Now Rav Nosnesal begins his discussion. Paragraph Aleph. V'zeh b'chinas isur yayin nesech v'isur klei hayayin shalakum. Based on what we're learning here, we're going to be able to understand the concept of why wine of a goy is forbidden to us, wine that's prepared by a goy or wine that's been touched by a goy, if it's not mevushal, is forbidden. And also kalim, vessels which were used to store wine, non-Jewish wine, is also forbidden to us. The Gemara uses the term akum, which means oivdei koychavim omazolis, idol worshippers. Ki hayayin hu gvurois, kayadua. Because we know that wine is associated with the meat of Gvura, as is known. Wine is red, and red represents Gvura. White is always Chesed. Red is Gvura, the meat of Gvura. Shehu Bechinas Yira. And Gvura is synonymous with Yira. Ahava is Chesed. Ahavas Chesed, we say in Shmanesri. And Yira is Gvura, Bebechinas, as the Pasuk says, Altere Yayin Kiyisadom. Don't look too much at wine because it's red. And the Gemara says, Wine leads to blood. Person drinks too much wine. And blood represents Gvura. As it says clearly in a Pasuk, Powerful ones to drink wine. So we see that wine is Gvura. And for this reason, wine can go two ways. The Torah speaks about drinking wine properly, where the wine brings simcha to the person. 
A person drinks a little bit of wine on Shabbos, on Yantif, at a wedding, at a simcha, it's misameach. Bechinas v'yayin yisamach levav, as the Pesach says clearly in Tehillim, v'yesh bechinas v'yayin hameshakir, and then there's wine that makes a person drunk, and a person gets completely confused, they can't think straight, and they do all kinds of wrong things. V'ikr hachiluk hulafi bechinas hakli hamekabelis hayayin. And the main difference, whether the wine is going to be misameach or meshakir, depends on the keli that's receiving the wine, the person who's going to drink the wine. As we see in actual life, there's a person who can drink wine, and the wine doesn't harm him in any way. The wine gives him simcha, joy. But there are people who can't drink wine and keep their sanity. And a person who can't drink wine and goes ahead and drinks it, the wine causes them to become drunk and causes them to become confused. They're not thinking clearly. And all of this is because that person doesn't have a proper keli to receive the wine. <clears throat> Let's say a person has a cup and they pour something boiling into it and the cup shatters. Why? Because the keli wasn't strong enough to be able to handle that boiling water, hot boiling water. There are all kinds of rules, things that according to how strong something is, it can handle extreme heat or extreme cold. Here the keli, the brain of a person, if the brain is strong, has a certain level of strength, they can handle wine and the wine won't harm them, the wine will add simcha to them. They'll be able to think even more clearly by drinking the right amount of wine. And a person whose brain isn't as strong, when they drink wine, the brain shatters in a sense, and suddenly they become completely confused. So just like this happens Bigashmius, the same thing is in Ruchnius. What will determine whether the wine is Bigdusha or not is the Keli that's receiving the wine. Because wine, we said, is associated with yira, gevura, din. A person whose heart is 100% with Hashem, meaning they have no doubt about Hashem. They believe in Hashem 100%. His emuna is strong. And he believes that whatever is happening to him is the will of Hashem. And Hashem knows exactly what he's doing. Person gets sick. Hashem decided when a person should get sick and how long and etc. A person who has that level of emuna is always happy. And the person isn't worried or afraid of anything in the world. As it says, Don't be afraid of anything that suddenly makes a person frightened. Because if a person realizes that everything that's happening is only being controlled by the will of Hashem, then a person doesn't have to be afraid of anything. Because who can do anything to me, a big thing or a little thing, 
without the will of Hashem. Nobody can hurt me unless Hashem wants it to happen. As it says in Tehillim, Hashem li loyira. When a person feels that Hashem is with me, the person has no fear at all whatsoever. And therefore the person is always happy. One minute, what about when the person is suffering? What, what about when the person is having problems? <clears throat> and even if at times the person is experiencing suffering, still, as soon as a person really understands and believes that everything is only through the will of Hashem, the person can always make themselves happy. Why? Because Hashem's intentions in making us suffer sometimes or allowing us to suffer sometimes is definitely for our benefit. It's only good. The Pesach says, Toiv Hashem Lakoil. Hashem is only good for everybody. Sometimes it's to give the person a reminder. Hashem gives a person a kick in the pants or a punch or a pinch to remind you, hey guy, you forgot about me. You forgot about Hashem. You forgot about mitzvahs. You forgot about her. Sometimes that's the reason. Or one of the best ways that Hashem can clean a person's neshama, just like when clothing gets dirty, you got to put it into the washing machine. What happens in the washing machine? It gets punched around. That laundry gets boomed and bammed and boomed, gets punched around and everything. And if that's not big enough, then they put it into the dryer. Then they turn on the fire. But it's all for a good purpose. It's all to come out with beautiful, white, clean shirts that smell everything good about it. So to us, our neshama, when a person's neshama gets stains on it and problems on it, sometimes Hashem has to put it into the laundry and we get punched and beaten. We go through fire and water in order to cleanse us. But again, but it's only for our benefit. And if this is the case, all suffering and problems that a person is enduring is only major good things. And therefore, a person who realizes this can always be happy. Because he knows that Hashem is full of kindness. And Hashem's intentions for us are only good. Now, when it comes to a human being, sometimes a person tries to do something to help me, and it ends up hurting me. And I say, why'd you do that? The guy says, I wanted to help you. Don't help me so much. Get out of here. Stay out of my way. That's by a human being. But by Hashem, that's not the case. Hashem knows much better than we know. Sometimes we think it would be great for me if I had a wonderful day. And you don't know it wouldn't be great for you if you had a wonderful day because a person might have to experience years of Gehenna Machas V'Shon. And it's only if, if the person suffers a little bit in this world, the Gemara says a drop of pain in this world can alleviate thousands of times more suffering in the next world. And the Pesach says, Hashem is not always going to be fighting with us, meaning the pain is going to come to an end. The suffering is going to come to an end. 
And in the end, Hashem will definitely turn off the fire and turn off the water. And Hashem will have Rachmanes on us. And Hashem will see to it that our end will be a good end. It will be a happy ending. And whatever suffering a person experienced in this world, it'll all be turned around for incredible, incredible, eternal goodness in the future world. Therefore, a person who has this level of emuna, that person is always happy. But a person who turns away from emuna, and a person falls into those mistakes of those scientists who don't believe in Hashem. He believes that it's natural that I had to fall. What do you mean? I tripped on something that has nothing to do with Hashem. There was something in the way I couldn't see, so I fell. That person has no life at all. That person doesn't really enjoy life at all. Their whole life is filled with anger and suffering. As the Pesach says, though all the days of Russia, he's always suffering. When things are going good, he's still afraid that somebody's going to rob him. They're told always insecure, always living in fear that some, if they, a person acquires wealth, he's always living in fear and insecurity that any minute somebody can take it away from him. The person lives in constant fear that maybe something's going to happen that's going to break the success suddenly. When such a person experiences any type of pain or suffering or problem, he has nobody to turn to for help. He doesn't believe in Hashem. So when something terrible happens, what? Who's going to help you? And therefore the person is full of pain, suffering, fear, depression, always. The person really doesn't have a life. As all of this is explained very thoroughly in Sichoi Saram, Rabbi Nezal Sefer Sichoi Saram, Rabbi Nachman's wisdom. Some of those Sichois used to be published at the in back of the Sipurim Maisius. Ayn Shom, look over there, where Rabbi Nezal speaks about how lucky is a person who has emuna, and a person who doesn't have emuna, how their life isn't really living. Ayn Shom, look over there. Nimsa, we conclude therefore, Mi Shayeshloi Emuna, Shlema Baratsain, a person who has complete faith in the fact that everything is Ratsain Hashem, Shayoidea Shahakoil Bertsoina Isbarach, he knows that everything is only being controlled by, by the will of Hashem. Azai Zoichel is Simcha Gedoila. Then that person will come to incredible joy and happiness through the yira that's generated from that rotsain, as we learned earlier. Bebechinas, as the Pasuk says, Vegilu birada, rejoice with trembling. Rada means fear. A person is so afraid that they're trembling. Why? 
Most people think that, it, that but that's impossible. Because any fears and phobias that a per- and insecurities that a person has from anything in the world, all of it becomes major joy and happiness because if I believe in Hashem, then I don't have to be afraid of the IRS and I don't have to be afraid of the SRI and I don't have to be, I don't have to be afraid of anything. As long as there's Hashem, and as long as I'm trying to do whatever I possibly can to please Hashem, to come close to Hashem, then kulam nishapchem lesimcha gedoyla. All of that energy that people are directing to fear and phobia and insecurity, securities, all of that fear, all of that energy gets turned around to simcha gedoyla. Because if the person is experiencing any challenges, any problems, he uses that to return to Hashem, he, to motivate him, to inspire him, to do mitzvahs, to come close to Hashem. And again, he knows that everything is for my good. The Gemara gives that famous story with Rabbi Akiva, that Rabbi Akiva was traveling and he needed a place to sleep. And he goes into a city and he knocks on one door. No, no room. Another door. No one would come a place to sleep. He's in the wilderness. He's nowhere. And he's got a donkey with him and he's got a lantern with him. And he's forced to go to leave the city to go sleep in the forest at night alone. And during the night, his lantern goes out, no light, and the donkey dies. Could anything be worse? He wakes up in the morning he starts walking towards the city and he sees everyone in the city is dead. Robbers came, murderers came, they killed everybody in the city. Had he been in that city, he would have been dead. Had they seen the light from his lantern, had they heard his donkey making any noise, they would have killed him too. That all of those problems are what saved his life. And the Gemara says that each time something happened to Rabbi Akiva, he said, this is only for my good, only for my benefit. As Rabbi Nezal explains this also, in chapter 4 in the second half of Likud Imran, which this halach is based on. This also explains our joy on Yantif. What are we celebrating on Yantif? We're celebrating that Yantif, we remember the miracles that Hashem does. On Yantif, we're being reminded that everything is Ratzah in Hashem. There's no such thing as Teva. As the Pasuk says, Yismach Tzadik, a tzaddik rejoices when he sees Hashem avenge the suffering of Kal Yisrael, Pa'omav, and the Pasuk speaks about Pa'omav, the footsteps. And the word Pa'omav is also used about Yantif. These three holidays are called Sholish Pa'omim Bashana. Three times a year a person should see Hashem. And it says in another Pasuk, And the person will say that only fruit for the tzaddik, that the tzaddik, everything that Hashem does for the tzaddik is only good. Whereas those evil people who turn away from faith in Hashem, they turn towards science, they believe in science and nature. Those people, their life is referred to as short days, Full of anger, as Rabbi Nezal explains over there in Likud Imran, Roiges Mamish. This person is full of anger, full of anger, suffering, negativity. Kikol Yomov Kasum 
because all of their days are full of anger and pain. The person has no life, no joy, nothing is good. Everything is bad. They're, everything doesn't look good for them. Because the minute you remove Hashem from the picture, you're removing Toiv from the picture. Hashem is Toiv. Toiv Hashem Lakoil. We know that Hashem's name, Yud Kevovke, in Mispar Koton is Bigimatria Toiv. Mispar Koton means you drop the zeros. So Yud is not 10, Yud is 1, Hey is 5, Vav is 6, and Hey is 5. Together it's 17. 17 is Toiv. Hashem is Toiv. And so therefore, if I take Hashem out of my life, I'm taking the toiv out of my life. What am I left with? The opposite, chas This half a paragraph here defined everything that's going on in the world. All the suffering and all the therapy and everything that the, the whole human race, especially the Jewish nation, is experiencing. All the phobias, all, everything, every type of suffering, depression that he touched on, he used all the words, all the negative words. And, and Rav Nosanzal made it perfectly clear that the solution, there's a solution to all of this. The solution is real emuna, real emuna. When a person has emuna bishlemus, then all of those problems <coughs> go away. They, they become much less, they're no longer problems anymore, they're solutions. And how does a person get this emuna? The answer is by coming close to the tzaddikim. The tzaddikim are the ones, the emuna is in the Torah. The Torah is emuna, kol mitzvah secho emuna, says. But in order to really experience that, in order to really get it, you need the tzaddikim. Like we learned in the, at the end of the previous halacha, nachamu nachamu ami, that there are two things that are needed to console a person when they're going through any kind of difficulty. One is the Torah, and the second is the tzaddikim, to give you the Torah. Because they know how to deliver the Torah in a message where it's real, real emuna. Can I ask a question? Please. We discussed a few days ago about the Orachim and the whole story with Reuven and how he saved his brother by taking Yosef out of the Bechira of his brother because they could harm him. But in the paragraph, we just learned the opposite that really Hashem is in control of everything. We don't be afraid of anybody. So, how do we reconcile the two? You're touching on that question again of Yediyah and Bechira. How could it be that Hashem knows? completely, 100% exactly what's going to take place, and yet we're being told that we have free choice to do black or white. You're putting it in a slightly different format, but here again, let's say in the case of Yosef Tzadik and his brothers, where his brothers had Bechira, and they, it was possible for them to cancel all of his success. Yosef Tzadik had dreams, and in his dreams he saw that he's going to be great, everybody's going to bow to him and everything, and was saying that his brothers were in a position to change all of them. But after all of that, Hashem is still on top. We say in Tehillim, Vi'ato moroim la'olam Hashem. You, Hashem, are always exalted. The Gemara says, la'olam yotcho halhoelyoina. That Hashem's hand will always come out on top. There's this game that children play where a person puts their hand down on the table and you have to try to keep putting your hand on top. And whosever hand comes out on top when the bell goes off, that person wins. So the Gemara says, Hashem is always going to come out on top. Meaning that even though there's Bechira, even when Yosef HaTzadik saw what his brothers were able to do to him, that they could kill him, and they almost did, 
The Gemara says, Hamachtioi is worse than Hargoi. If a person causes a person to sin, that's worse than killing the person. Because you kill a person, they're losing this world. You cause them to sin, they're losing the next world. So when his brothers sold him down the river to Egypt, the worst, lowest place of Tumah in the world, that was pretty bad. But Yosef HaTzadik didn't lose it. And then in Egypt, they found the worst address, the, the most Tame place in the whole Egypt, Potiphar's house, where his wife and him wanted Yosef for, for relations, Rahman al And still the Torah says he was singing. Everything was Baruch Hashem, Emir Hashem, every word of his lips, that Potiphar saw that this guy is just one big bracha. Where was the bracha from? The Medrash says Hashem's name didn't leave his lips. That's the level of Emunah we're talking about that supersedes everything, everything. Meaning that even though, for example, we know that we've done terrible things, we've committed major sins, and therefore we might deserve suffering. But again, there's deserving suffering or there's the suffering that a person experiences after an operation where a person knows they had this operation, they were told up front that the operation, there's going to be pain afterwards, a couple of days, but then it's going to heal and then you're going to be much, much better than before the operation. Before the operation, you couldn't walk at all. After the operation, for a few days, you won't be able to walk, but then you're going to be able to walk perfectly or you're going to be able to see perfect, all of these different things. There's a level of trust and faith in Hashem that I know that the pain is good, number one, and I know the end is going to be real good. That even if I have to endure certain struggles and difficulties, and even though there is Bechira, and at times things happen to the Bechira is also still being controlled by Hashem. It's not that Hashem left the scene completely. We learned earlier, that when the Jews were in the concentration camp, in our worst places, Hashem was there with us. I hope, I hope, Sir, go ahead, please. I mean, just to try to summarize, we're saying that even though there's, there's uh, Bechira, ultimately Hashem is still in control of the Bechira. So what happened to Yosef, ultimately really was the Ratzon of Hashem. And the fact that they didn't kill him was also Ratzon of Hashem, even though they could have, but they could only do so ultimately if Hashem will so. Correct. 100% correct. And exactly how that's possible, that's something we cannot understand completely right now. Because based on our rational thinking, it seems as if there's a contradiction here, you know. But again, in the future, we're going to understand how it's not a kind how by Hashem both were possible. Question in the chat. Just the fact that a person is aware that everything is for the good, for instance, a life-saving surgery, still, it's natural to be afraid of the procedure even if it's clear that it's 100% for our good. Can we clarify how pure emunah that Hashem does everything removes fear? The answer is, we're talking about a level of trust. The term emunah and bitochen go together. If I trust, if a person really has complete faith and trust in a doctor, let's say, lahavdil, then there's a level of confidence, there's a level of positivity. We say that there's no fear at all. There might be a little bit of fear, but not to be compared in any way at all whatsoever to a person who's operating without emuna. There the person is really scared because they have nothing to hold on to. We talk about emuna, I have something to hold on to. When a person has something to hold on to, there's a certain level of security and positiveness. A person, again, a person falls off a ship and somebody throws them a rope. As soon as they're holding on to that rope, 
there's a certain level of fear that falls away. That before when they had no rope to hold on to, terror, terrified. And again, this is the most powerful rope in the world is Hashem and Emunah Hashem. And again, the more, the higher the level Emuna, the less fear, the less negative, the more positive, super positive. Rav Nassim, good morning. With respect to Yaakov Avinu that was afraid of meeting with Asaph, how do we relate to that? Rashi quotes the Gemara over there, telling us he wasn't afraid of Esav. The Torah tells us stories not of Yaakov Avinu, people thousands of levers lower than Yaakov Avinu, Tanoim in the Gemara, who could look at a person and it was the end of the person. His fear was fear of Hashem. The Gemara says he was afraid that even though Hashem had promised him that Hashem is going to be with him, maybe I did something to disconnect from Hashem, chas v'shon. Maybe I did something <coughs> to, to, to cause the brachos and all the blessings that Hashem gave me to lose out on, to disconnect from that. That was the fear. Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in many places in Likut Imran, and in one of the places in Torah Samach, there Rabbi Nezal shows us again that there's two kinds of fear. There's negative fear, unhealthy fear, deadly fear, fear that makes a person sick, and there's healthy fear <clears throat> that, that increases a person's life, helps a person live a better, richer life. When the fear is, is coming from, from, from phobias, fear and phobias that's not related to Hashem, that kind of fear shortens a person's life or can kill a person. <clears throat> the Pesach says, Yiras Hashem, Toysif Yomen. When a person is afraid of Hashem, the fear of Hashem, that adds life, that adds joy. Vigilu bira'ada. There's a ra'ada, there's a ra'ada that comes with simcha, that's associated with simcha. And we get, Rav Nelson Zal gives an example in Likut HaLochis. The Torah speaks about Matan Torah on Har Sinai, and it uses the word Eish maybe 20 times. The fire and the fire and the fire on Har Sinai. And it says, Ki you were afraid of the fire. So fire generates yira. And fire, we know, is destructive. A house catches fire, a table catches fire, it destroys it. On Hanukkah, we see something interesting. We see a case where fire was put to something, they had a little bit of oil. A one-day supply of oil, or according to some opinions, less than a day's supply of oil, they put a match to it, and not only did the fire not destroy the oil, it increased the lifespan of the oil. That less than one-day supply of oil burned for eight days. Rav Nosanzal says, we see that there's a yira that not only doesn't it destroy, not only doesn't it shorten a person's life, like fears and phobias do, but it increases life. The person lives a better life. It improves the quality of life and the quantity of life. A person can live longer with healthy fear. When the fear is directed towards Hashem, towards Tzadikim, towards the Torah. Thank you, Rav Just like everything else that we're learning, there's ups and downs. A person has more fear and less fear, and more joy and less joy. Right? It's not a stable thing. And more emuna and less emuna. 100%. Remember that famous chapter in the second half of the Kutimran, Torah Hay, which is called Tiku Emuna, which Rabbein Azal gave a shir on Rosh Hashanah about this. He starts off by saying the most important thing is Emuna, and a person has to check themselves all the time, where am I holding an Emuna right now? At 9 o'clock in the morning, my Emuna could be at 80%. 
And at 9.05, it can drop to 40%. And at 10 o'clock, it can go up to 90%. All of this is dynamic. And we're constantly working on this. We need to know that we're being challenged all the time. Things coming at us all the time. And therefore, we have to constantly be feeding the fire. We have to constantly be doing things to increase and improve our emun and Hashem. How do you do that? Learning Torah, davening, coming close to tzaddikim. All of those things feed the emuna and feed the healthy era and eliminate the unhealthy era. Thank you, Rosh. Again, the term to be mevatel fear will be mevatel all the negative and unhealthy fears and replace it with a kosher healthy fear, a fear that's synonymous with simcha. Look at the pasuk, vegilu berada. You ever see somebody trembling and they're rejoicing? Yes. Look at a tzaddik. The tzaddikim who saw Rabbein Azal during his lifetime, they said they saw the Yiras Hashem on this person, and yet he was wall-to-wall simcha. They said that Rabbein Azal sometimes when he would sit at a table and put his hands on the table, the table would be shaking, a heavy table, from the Yiras Hashem that he was experiencing at the time. And yet it didn't contradict total simcha. Total simcha. This is an incredibly important shear because again, what, what, what's going on in the world today, if you talk to people, I, I, was, I, I, I was in the United States for a month now, a little over a month, and interacted with many people. And this is what's out there in the world today. What's out there is 36 flavors, 360,000 flavors of fear and anxiety and suffering and pain and difficulties and struggles. And people don't know, how do I deal with this? And people are searching for solutions, and they're going to all kinds of different places. This is the real solution. Rabbi Nezal says, Mi yamuna, chayav chayim. A person who has amuna, their life is living. They're really experiencing life. And without it, without it, the person can have a yacht. Rabbi Nezal told you, if you'll go talk to them, go meet them, go watch them, see how happy they aren't. You'll see how happy they aren't. You'll see that the big, big yacht doesn't make you happy. That he's angry if he sees somebody else has a bigger yacht. Or the minute there's any kind of problem, he's lost. If he doesn't believe it, doesn't have faith in Hashem, suffering. Nothing's good enough. Just wall-to-wall suffering, Rahman. says that the Gula is going to come from a, an increase